Hey, John Harris here with the Rock Metal Podcast. Join me as we get to go behind the scenes into what goes into producing records and making music as we interview some of our favorite and soon-to-be favorite bands. Today we're chatting with Floor Jansen of Nightwish and a new solo album Paragon. For fans of pop and metal alike, Floor takes a lighter pop-infused approach musically on this record. Produced and recorded by Gordon Gulditsi of After Forever fame and Floor herself, we get to hear the story about how all of that came to be, finding the sound to tell your story, and so much more. So please stay tuned to the very end. But first, let's check in with our beautiful sponsors. Asher Media Relations, doing public relations for everything loud. For your band needs to be seen and heard in print, online, and radio, head over to ashermediarelations.com. That's ashermediarelations.com. Mention the Rock Metal Podcast and get your band noticed. Syndical Music is a full-service agency for musicians offering record label services, marketing, branding, production, and management. Head over to syndicalmusic.com. That's syndicalmusic.com. S-Y-N-D-I-C-O-L music.com. Mention the Rock Metal Podcast and take your music career to the next level. Floor, welcome. Go ahead and say hello to all of our beautiful listeners. Hello, beautiful listeners. <laughs> and uh, great to have you on Paragon First Solo Album, Floor what was the greatest moment for you producing this record? I guess the, one of the best moments was um, while we were writing the first track on the album, which is called My Paragon, um, because we kind of had the puzzle made apart from that song. We really needed something in that line of sounds. We were searching for it. We just didn't really get it. And it was the first song we really had to kind of write out of thin air. Most other songs were, you know, prepared. Like, oh, I have a chorus or I have an idea or, um, but, but we kind of ran out of ideas and we wanted to do one last track that would kind of fit the, would be the, the, the last part, the last piece of a puzzle. And, um, it was quite frustrating to see that it just didn't come and it didn't come and it didn't come. We took a break and we didn't get there and we took another break and without actually thinking we might just have to drop this that song wrote itself all of a sudden as soon as the first ideas came it just and there it was and it it, it finished the puzzle it was that last piece that we really needed and, and even though yeah it fitted so well that it became the opening track so wow. there <laughs> yeah absolutely how did it write itself? Was there something that happened? Like, was it one of those moments where you just, you're out walking and I don't know, there's a stream. So there's running water. There's some psychological trick. <laughs> no, no, we were in the studio. So we'd already worked on two other tracks that we did have ideas for beforehand. And, um, we went through everything that we, we written before, uh, you know, okay, we have this and this, and it would be great if we'd have a track that was a bit more up-tempo and imagine it could be this or that. And, um yeah so so no 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 special candles with smells and and you know meditational sessions or just you know studio work and try to get the focus and funny enough sometimes when you really focus you just you don't get it mm -hmm. we had to let it go enough to sort of get back into it and and there it sort of surfaced out of its out of yeah out of thin air i guess wow. yeah there's the line right there <clears throat> let it go enough to get back into it yeah Okay, building the last piece of the puzzle, which is my Paragon first track on the album, having to take those breaks, not actually thinking about the song, and then my Paragon goes and it writes itself, finishing the puzzle. Floor, what was the biggest challenge for you on the record? Um, that would be that would be finding my sound. I mean, you 
you all probably know me as the singer of Nightwish and 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 maybe Revamp or Northward after forever all the stuff that I've been doing over the last 20 25 years it's all rock and metal so to do that once again was was not the challenge to find a sound of my own that is that is away from that is how do I sound when I when I don't have a band behind me blasting and you know uh, you know doing something really different where last could be more it's more towards a poppy thing perhaps it could be you know more classical or should it be this or should it be that so it, it took me a, a good year and a half maybe two years to actually really find my sound something that I can say yes this fits and from there we can explore more wow finding your sound that is your own how do i sound when i don't have a band blasting behind me and taking a good one and a half to two years to find your own individual sound and i mean i remember when you hit with energize me back in after forever i remember watching that music video when it first came out (laughs) and you've always struck me as somebody who would have large vocal range and, and capabilities is is it as a result of being in Nightwish for so long that you've got a habit of singing like you would in Nightwish? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the the approach of music, um, uh, yeah, the, the, and the and the diversity that's there. For like, okay, I would like to use it, but sometimes less is more. So. You know, even for for top guitar players who can do the most complicated solos, if the song doesn't ask for it, you don't do it, even if you can. So in that sense, yeah, I can do all kinds of stuff. But but where do I implement it? It you know, it's the song that does the talking. It has to be good songs. Of course, I want to show what I can do because that is sort of also my um, my trademark. You know, that uh, without it becoming look at me, you know, look what I can do, like a show off <laughs> album. So <laughs> you do do that very well. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So in that sense, it was a search, and and yeah. Um, how much pop music do I actually listen to? I, I came to realize that I really don't listen to it much. I, I knew relatively little of it. Um, so even there, I'm still in in a in a new sort of search for things that I really can enjoy. If if you're used to the complexity of Nightwish, then pop songs can be relatively boring very fast. It's it's so much more back to basics. So how do I give that a twist? That's still me without me thinking of my own songs. So yeah, it's great, but it's very short. <laughs> so you know, find my way. Yeah, yeah. Well, something you mentioned earlier on was you know searching for the sound uh, and finding the sound and. I got it immediately as soon as I heard the album, the the music, uh, the the lyrics, even the vocal melodies. Everything seemed very connected to this theme of empowerment. Even before I read anything about the record, I said, "This sounds like empowerment. I should be fearless. I should go for my dreams. I should." And then I started reading everything. I said, "Okay, how did they do this?" And so it's kind of a big, huge question. But how did you do that? I guess that I. Coincidence is, is not not the way, but it, it sort of builds like it, it's something that I tell myself and it's something that I want to share to other people. Like um, maybe it's the face of the of life I'm in and um, and some songs became even more empowering to myself afterwards because they were written before I, I became sick with cancer, for instance, that I felt like, Jesus, this is just this is just what I wanted to hear myself. Um <laughs> 
yeah, I guess, you know, I wanted to leave, leave something into this world that is positive, that, that is not blind for, for negative, but, but yeah, like you say, empowering. Um, there's enough negative news in this world as it is. Open the regular news channel and all they blabber about is the bad. It's very easy to believe that we are the most vicious, evil species on the planet that is doomed to go extinct just because we're so fucking stupid if you just listen to the news. And it's so far from the truth. It's so far from the actual truth. But it's just a matter of how you put things and, and how you put them in balance with the good that is actually happening everywhere, every day. But the fact that the world is a much safer and better place than it's ever been throughout history says a lot about how it was before. But hey, it's just a matter of looking at it and there's enough shit. So let's let's focus on the good instead. <laughs> yeah, enough shit. Let's focus on the good. So the desire to give something positive to the world and in turn becoming your own source of inspiration, which is super cool. You know, like As you said... Um, songs became even more empowering, you know, after, after the fact and going back to developing your own sound, cause I think this is so crucial, especially for other artists, other musicians who are currently listening in right now, who might be fumbling with the idea of, you know, where do I live in the musical world? Was there anything unique that maybe you did in the studio or anyone that you worked with that really helped along the way? For me, it, it really had to do with who, who I work with. So I, I started working with Gordon Kaltheder. Um, I called him because I, I, um, I got the recommendation to do so in the process of where I was in and I knew him already from the last After Forever album. So he was, he was also the co-producer of uh, that song you mentioned from After Forever, Energize Me. So, um, we worked together for that album, but after that, we sort of, you know, went our own ways. We, uh, uh, hadn't spoken like 13 years when we called again. I said, I have this idea and I'm working on it and I, I seem to just run into, um, into walls and do you think you could help me? And, uh, we talked a whole, you know, bunch of 13 years to catch up. And I told him <laughs> mostly about what I didn't want because that's as far as I got, you know, a long list of yes, it's something like this, but not that and not, not, not. And from there, um, about a week later, he he called me. He said, I have this song that has been in the back of my head ever since we talked. It's a song I already wrote with and for somebody else, Ruth Lorenzo. But I think it might just be right up your alley. Um, just out of inspiration, could could I send it to you? And that was Storm. Very cool. And that for me was, was the first, after the long list of no's, yeah. And from there we could build, yeah. <laughs> Long list of no's to the yeah. What's something you had mentioned was uh, talking about the album is like a puzzle and putting this this puzzle together. And that there yeah. were some some previous ideas, um, but you know one of the songs was out of thin air. So was the idea to do an album then kind of ethereal at that moment? And then you know on the phone call, this is kind of the first piece to the puzzle to start materializing. Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, I've been writing before. I've been working on things myself and been working with, with somebody else who also put a lot of love and energy in it, but also comes from the same angle as I, you know, like from the metal end. And, um, it, it just wasn't it yet. And, um, I felt like we're, we can, we can spend another month or two or half year trying things, but I think, well, Let's try with, with somebody else. You never know if, if it will work or not. Like with Gordon, I had no idea if that, if that would click also on the songwriting. And so he, 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 he helped me create that for p first puzzle piece. 
But from there, I didn't know if we could write songs together. And like Fire was the first song that we wrote together also with Walter Hardy, who was there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yes, I guess we can. <laughs> yeah. So it was very cool to to uh, to do that, but it's definitely shared effort there. Where I really needed him as a pro- as a producer to help me um, create that sound, and where I feel confident as a singer, I have less confidence as a songwriter, especially in the beginning. I was so so uncomfortable with my own shortcomings, you know, realizing them um, that I barely dare to even send ideas like. Oh, yeah, no. I have this four chord progression kind of thingy with a melody. You know, I'm not even, I'm not, I don't, I don't dare to send it out. Right. But I'm glad I did because from there, many other songs um, started. And you know, you need to start somewhere. So that uh, that that really gave me a boost there as well in my confidence. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing if you can write songs together, needing Gordon as a producer to help create your sound, which you know I'm sure we'll we'll touch a bit more on that as we continue on did that help in building your confidence knowing you could bring more basic ideas to the table um yeah yeah definitely because uh also you know he also started ideas and would come with recordings on his phone that that he's yeah yeah, it's just an idea it's a sketch in my head i have more in my head than than you can hear and then he would play that to me and it's like I have actually no idea what this is. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, And then he would get the, fo- uh, the piano or guitar, and then he would play it. It's like, ah, okay, yes, now I start to make sense. Like, okay, your your basic ideas do not really have to be good. It just has to <laughs> make sense to you as as a songwriter. And if you then can communicate to somebody else who's like, ah, wait, yes, cool, and, you know, get gets a process starting, that's enough. Unless you have more ideas, like, for instance, Daydream was was – all the main ingredients were there. They were recorded really shitty with me at an untuned guitar somewhere. I wasn't at home. I just had a whole layout for the song just like that. It's it's that's the beauty of songwriting for me anyway. It's I know it's for many people different. It's the system how it works. I know for Doamas, for instance, in in, in Nightwish, it works completely different. He works completely different. But um, yeah, whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, ideas on the phone, bringing out the guitar, or the piano, basic ideas don't have to be good. Other musicians listening in, so long as you can communicate it to someone else and, and get the whole thing started. And I mean, you know, you even said you had an untuned guitar, you know, just trying to get it going. More to come, but let's go ahead and check in with our beautiful sponsors. Two Madsen is responsible for producing, mixing, and mastering some of the best metal for over the last 20 years. From Meshuggah to The Haunted to Poison Black, Kemper Profiler packs for guitar players, and Easy Drummer expansion packs for programming drums. Two Madsen can take your production to a level previously unheard. Head over to twomadsen.com. That's twomadsen.com. T-U-E-M-A-D-S-E-N. Click contact, fill out the info for your next project, and let Two know that the Rock Metal Podcast sent you. Wormhole Death is a modern record label, publishing, and film production company born in 2008. Getting signed to this label means global distribution, publishing, and marketing with Wormhole Death's roster of global partnerships. Head over to wormholedeath.com. That's wormholedeath.com. Submit your band and let them know the Rock Metal Podcast sent you. What is success to you at this stage of your career? Oof, it is the luxury to do what I want to do. Um, not doing something that I must do. And, uh, and I think that that is a, that's, that's the ultimate freedom. Uh, yeah. So I guess, you know, that would be my answer because 
I can you can say, oh, I want to play that big venue or I want to do that special slot on a festival, but I don't really think in lines like that. I I, I feel very um, yeah grateful for what I I can do, and I guess the pandemic uh, it's it's not long time ago enough to forget what it was like, and it really took away every feeling of you know taking things for granted. Um, yeah, we were benched for two years, and now we're back out and you can't just take these things for granted and, and to have the freedom to say, I want to, I want to write an album. I want to go on tour. I want to, I want to take a break to have the freedom to do what you feel is good. Like Adele. I know that she does it in, in a beautiful way. She's really, I want to make good music. I want to really, really do everything as good as I can. And I will take my time for this. And if I need a three year break to, to recover, I will do that. Right. I like that kind of sense of freedom. Uh, it's a, it's a massive luxury and I'm not saying I need a three year break, but I just mean to say to have the freedom to do, uh, what I feel is right and what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. That's wow. <laughs> yeah, totally. The luxury to do what it is that you want to do. And you even brought up Adele taking the time you need, having the freedom to do what you need to do after being benched for two years, which is super serious for, you know, a lot of musicians and it takes me to, an incredible question. What would the floor today, the floor that I'm chatting with right now, what would the floor today have to say to the floor standing in front of the microphone in the studio recording Energize Me? Ah, yeah, that's a very good one. Especially around this this album, actually, because Paragon means this, you know, this ultimate goal that I really didn't reach in those years that I was really aiming for. And I was constantly working my ass off to never reach the goals I set myself. So if anything, I would tell her to count to 10 and have more patience. It'll come. You're good enough. You don't have to work harder. You don't have to go overboard. Just, you know have patience yeah have patience setting goals so high that they can't be reached how familiar does that sound anybody does that resonate with anybody right now so count to 10 have more patience you're good enough you don't need to work so hard i mean obviously work hard ain't nothing happens with no work but don't go crazy don't set goals so high that they can't be reached now that kind of takes me to another question uh floor has working with different producers over the years helped you become a better artist, better performer, better singer? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, Gordon really worked as a producer, producer. So he helped me find my sound and together we built things. He helped me to get the right um, emotion out of my voice. Where with Nightwish, we we don't have a producer like that. You know, we have Thomas writing the songs and he has a very clear idea of what he wants. He also knows uh, now that he can let certain parts go and let me fill in those gaps from my creativity and and together we we build something that really fits the song you know and um so that's a different kind of cooperation where he you could call him the producer like the the overlord um the mastermind of of everything we do but um yeah, it's it's a different kind of uh, cooperation, really. There, so I usually really myself know what I want, and that that made it so interesting for the solo stuff to really, um, once again, so far into my career and having done so many things, try to find something completely new. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned about trying to find something completely new, and you know, you're talking about Gordon helping you find your sound, 
coming from a metal background, engaging in pop music, you know, it brings me to just thinking lots of incredibly talented pop singers. Obviously, they get they get brushed, you know, like, oh, you're just a pop singer, you can't really sing. But the truth is, like, Rihanna can sing, Pink can sing, yeah. Miley Cyrus can sing, these girls can sing. They do pop music. Don't don't burn them at the stake for it, right? That's what they choose to do. That's what we all choose. We all choose to do something. And, you know, at the drop of a hat, any of these girls could become a rock singer. And, you know, it seems like whatever the next step is for you, because now you're bridging the gap into pop, you've got the metal background, it could really become an incredible endeavor. And I'm super excited to see what it is that you do next, Floor. Thank you for that. Well, I hope so. And that was the huge challenge of this. Besides finding my own sound, I don't want to give metalheads the feeling that I'm betraying our kind or doing something you know metal is very it's super proud it's very authentic and if it's not metal it's not cool for some people it it, it is like that but for a lot of people they they are a bit more open-minded but they still need to recognize me in that so if i would all of a sudden change into some barbie girl dancing in some red latex outfit onto a beat that would be like okay midlife crisis much sure who's she so i wanted to do something that's still me (laughs) And that yeah. fits to me that I that that gives me the opportunity to tell my story through a different kind of song, but still me. Me with a different kind of sound. And that that path, apart from just finding the sound, uh, the right image behind it and the right way of communication from from my head to the outside world has been a very careful um path and and, and something really awarely done because I yeah, I want to involve as many people as I can in the right way. You know, I don't want you to con- to be convinced about it. I just want you to feel that it feels like, oh, yeah, that's Floor. Yeah, cool. Whether she sings Nightwish or, or her solo stuff, it's still Floor. Yeah. And that's important for me. Okay. Well, there it is. Hopefully the Paragon's finally achieved. It is. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing that's the most empowering thing about this album. There will always be the next thing. There is always something you can improve about yourself. But if you never take that step back and say, look at where I am and give the pat on the shoulder and maybe indeed, you know, cheesy as it might be, look in the mirror and tell yourself, damn girl or damn, yeah. dude, you've done, you've done well. You may be proud of yourself. <sighs> that's good. And, and I've done way too little of that. So that's, that is that little bit of wisdom for this 41 year old that I want to just spread out and, and hope I can keep doing. In the in many more years to come. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And cheers to that. And yeah, pat yourself on the back. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? You are good enough. You're doing a great job. Maybe work a little bit less. Maybe rest and relax just as much as you work. And you can create your own paragon in your own life. What's the number one thing that you would like people listening to do? I hope that they can kind of lose themselves in this music for a moment. Life goes so fast and there's always so much of everything. So I hope that people can take a moment to just listen to it or to just be in it. Maybe even take the booklet in their hand and sing along with the songs. Maybe feel inspired to do the same thing as I said to myself, like, well done, you know, for a minute after listening, like feeling so empowered. It's like, God, I'm going to look into my mirror and say to myself, you know, you're awesome. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I could not agree more. So we chatted about everything today. Floor, your solo album, Paragon. We chatted about working with Gordon. We chatted about finding your own sound, which is so important and so crucial. Other musicians listening in right now, 
have you ever stopped and thought, am I playing the right music? And I know it sounds so silly, but you know, what is your own voice? And I've heard countless stories of people changing genres because they have an, an epiphany. And I'm not saying Flora's changing genres. We already discussed she's not changing genres by any stretch of the imagination. But seriously, it's such a crucial part that I've taken home away from this conversation is finding your sound to tell your story. Go ahead and head over to the rockmetalpodcast.ca. There you'll get all of the show notes for today, transcripts, music videos, links to connect with Fleur. And speaking of which, Fleur, thank you so much for coming on to the Rockmetal Podcast today. Thank you for having me. Wonderful chat. And that's it for this episode of the Rockmetal Podcast. Stay tuned because next week we're going to be chatting with guitarist Chase Wilson of the band Of Sulphur. One day on social media, he got connected with ex-suffocate vocalist Ricky Hoover via a mutual friend and fast forward of sulfur is blazing up the heavy metal charts go ahead and hit subscribe on your podcast player share it with your friends and i'll see you next week <laughs>